0: Welcome back to episode 25 of Anime Deep Dive, the podcast that does in-depth reviews of different anime series. Due to the extent which plot points will be discussed, a spoiler warning will now be in effect. This is a spoiler review, so if you haven't seen a series and are only looking for a recommendation, there will be a timestamp in the episode description you can skip to called Final Thoughts. This section will be spoiler free where I give my overall opinion on a series and whether or not I think it's worth your time to watch it. So now that that's out of the way, let's deep dive into Nizukoi Season 2 which was released in 2015 by Studio Shaft. It has 12 episodes, and from what I can tell, there is no dub version for this season. So I went right into the second season of Nizakoi for two reasons. One was good, and the other was not. The first reason is season 1 finished with a lot of unanswered questions that I hoped would at least be further explored if not answered in season 2. The other reason is even though I did enjoy season 1, I had an honest moment with myself where I said if I do not watch season 2 right now, I'm not sure I'll ever come back around to watch it. So I jumped into season 2 right away. So my initial impression from the first episode, I did not enjoy them making Raku this dense clown. Not that he was Mr. Smooth in season 1 with his gorilla remarks, but Raku is intelligent enough to not ask a girl if she's gained weight or started a diet. Fortunately the show did not make this a running theme, Raku is presented as his amazing self once again in the next episode during my favorite arc of the season. Which is when Chidouge's mother Hana comes into town for Christmas. And Hana is a dime piece, she is so fine. When Raku was set to meet her, I absolutely love the fact that he and Chitoge look like they're going to a school formal. Raku has an ill-fitting loose suit and Chitoge has a dress with sparkles. One thing I don't understand is how such a powerful CEO could be married to a gangster. You would have to imagine they keep the criminal elements out of the business ventures, but still, wouldn't the cops look at like a big prominent businesswoman being married to a gangster kind of like oddly? But maybe he's not the one to be feared. I roared at the fact everyone in the gang and family are terrified of Hana. She is a beast. And I like her style. If I had the money to blow, I'd install a zipline from one building to another as well. Now bringing it back to how I was saying they first made Raku stunned, then brought him back to being aware of others' feelings. How was Raku so oblivious to all Cheetogage's changes in the first episode, but is wise enough to give her a call to check in on her now? He effortlessly deciphered that she wanted her mother to appreciate her wearing the same ribbon that she had gifted her. Then when Hana rejected Chidege's request to spend time together on Christmas, and she takes off her ribbon, that was really sad. But Raku, as the most sincere guy ever, does not take this setback lying down. He works like a dog in order to free up time in Hana's schedule to get her to connect with her daughter. Hana first comes off as Cole but we discover she just doesn't know how to express herself. This entire arc was really nice showing how the family needed each other even when both parties didn't know how to express it. Chidouge is scared to disappoint her mother while Hana believes Chidouge hates her for being too strict. They both actually want the same thing which is to be together so Raku makes it happen and gets a coveted lap pillow as a reward. Moving on to Chidouge this season I was very confused with her in the starting episode as well and looking back now I remember why I felt season 2 was so weird. Chidouge starts off declaring that she's in love with Raku now, and for someone who watched season 2 right after season 1, I was baffled to when this happened. I went back and re-watched the season 1 finale, just to see if I had missed something, and I guess she says at one point she adored him, but I thought that was more just trolling. I mean, after that statement she ditches Raku and joins the class celebrations. And the season ends with Onodera and Raku reading Shakespeare over a lovely view, Nothing about this led me to believe Cheetoge had discovered her feelings for Raku. So this just made the season 2 opener even more odd. Like Cheetoge's mission is to get her fake relationship with Raku into a real one without letting him know that's what she wants. Of course we the viewer will have to suffer through her being shut down by all the other girls along the way. And I really hated Cheetoge changing herself for a boy's attention. She polishes her nails which she mentions she rarely does and she also changes her ribbon which from what we see later that ribbon means a lot to her so the fact she changed it was a huge deal. She is desperately looking for validation from Raku which does not fit her personality at all. She says a girl in love the world seems different but I mean come on, she practically forces him to notice the changes she made and still gets gratification fishing for compliments. As for her attempts to give Raku chocolates for Valentine's Day, she can't just be honest for two seconds she always puts her aggressive front on. Chirugae had the easiest in for giving him the chocolates, they're faking a relationship, it would be suspicious if she didn't get him anything. Raku is so eager to receive chocolates from any girl, Chiduge being the first would have gotten her further in making him see her as a nice girl and potentially a real option for love. When she does finally give him the chocolates, Raku being the gem he is pretended they're good even after she used salt instead of sugar. That's just classic Raku. I will say I did enjoy the evolution of Chitoge's feelings for Raku, and her actions have somewhat adjusted accordingly. Before when Mari would just hang off of him, she wouldn't give a second thought to it, but now we see Chitoge actively trying to stop it from happening. With that one good detail aside, I felt this season really did a disservice to our main characters from the last season. The only real relationship building we received between Raku and Chitoge is episode 1 and episode 12. Everything in between seemed like unnecessary filler. I did love the two of them searching for the ribbon, it reminds me of them looking for the locket in season 1, especially after what we see that ribbon meant to Chitoge and how it's connected to Raku. In the end she decides to not confess because they were saving this for season 3 I would imagine, which I don't believe will ever see the light of day because they screwed the pooch on this season. And like I just mentioned, I think Onodera was shortchanged this season as well. I mean she might as well have been a love interest for Chitoge, she noticed and complimented every little change she had. Of course, I'm sure that's just a girl thing. Onadera's attempts to give Raku chocolates are just as bad as Gay's. It is more difficult to come up with a reason to present him with a gift. As if she offers them as obligatory, Raku won't feel special. On the other hand, she cannot very well come out and say, I love you, accept these chocolates. Raku's fake dealings with Gay and the fact those two girls are friends now would make it very awkward for her to just come out and say, I like you. But Onadere, as we learned from Season 1, cannot make sweets to save her life, so it's even more exciting for her to have him try something she made that didn't turn out really bad. Her chocolates are actually delicious. Unfortunately, in typical fashion, Onadare trips over nothing, crushing her chocolates. She does re-up and get Raku to taste it in the last minute, but Onadare should have stayed strong and said they were for someone she loves. After tasting the best chocolate ever and it being homemade, Raku would have wiped her on the spot. Instead, she took off running in embarrassment. When Onadera did actually get some shine this season, it was episode 11. Her going on a crash diet when she already has a nice figure was an important message. I'm sure many younger girls watch this show, so it was a good message to have in there for them. Rocco, who failed so epically when commenting on Cheetah Goes Weight, redeemed himself while speaking with Onadera." He built her confidence back up, and who wouldn't want to hear something like that from the person they love? And I thought having the scale being broken at the end of the story was really funny, it was a nice touch. The second half of the episode was how Onadera fell for Raku. She changed which school she was going to attend just to stay close to him. He was not the smartest or the most athletic. His kind nature is what attracted her. I actually really like seeing their history and how they kind of developed feelings for one another. Our next character is Sugami. She kind of softened up this season even more so towards Raku. That was until Paolo awakened the Black Tiger. With the thought of Raku kissing another girl, Sugumi goes on a rampage. She was delighted when Raku, a very talented chef himself, complimented her cooking. Of course she can't just be mature, so she had to tackle him after his compliment. We actually get to see Sugumi's place, and it is awesome. The walls and doors are all reinforced. It looks like she lives in a bank vault. Sugumi, without even knowing it, stole the best place and reason, getting Raku's affection on Valentine's Day. She got to him first and presented them as obligatory. And he still damn near melted like putty in her hands. I have a newfound appreciation for Mari this season. She wasn't wasting any time when the locket was returned. She was ready to pop that sucker open. She even had a multitude of lockpicks at her disposal. Marriage was on her mind. Where I felt she was annoying in season 1, I found her to be amusing in this season. You have to respect her hustle. She's all about securing Raku as her own, even using failing grades as an opportunity to get close to him. With a little positive reinforcement from Raku, Mari is ready to become a scholastic master. Her highlight this season was pretending to have a naughty dream about Raku when he was right in front of her that was hilarious. Mari's bird was close to rivaling that free show from Toradora, a series I've already reviewed so go check that out. The way the parrot recited a little love scene to Chidogay, Sugumi, and Onodera, like just way to screw Raku over. Mari pretty much trained this bird to get a soundbite from Raku. Like I said, I found Mari much more entertaining this time around. Another example is her having Zero Shame offering up a chiseled chocolate Raku statue to him for Valentine's Day. And it looked like she was making another wall for Tsugumi's place, but it was a motorized cart for her to push that chocolate statue around in. I thought that was so funny. And then we had a new character. Haru. I hated Haru with a passion. I wish she fell off the guardrail over the cliff during her introduction. Her stupid hair is just as annoying as her sister's, and let's be real, what did she add to the season? If anything, I felt she stole Shine away from Onodera, who, as I mentioned, was not used to her full potential already in this season. Take the two sisters being sick and Raku caring for them. You take Haru away, this would have been a great bonding moment for people who ship Raku and Onodera. He could have nursed her back to health. Instead, we introduce this annoying shit to interrupt everything that could have been. We could have also gotten another great episode of him at her family sweet shop if Haru wasn't there ruining every nice moment. I mean honestly, who cares about her? She brings weird accidental peeking shots that were not present in season 1 or the first half of season 2. I also want to mention that she appears in the later half of the season yet she's the main focus in the opening. Why? And while we're on the topic of the opening, the song was performed by Lisa who has delivered many great anime opening tunes, but I have to be honest- Though it is good hearing her voice, I definitely say this song is one of my lesser favorites that I've heard from her. I just had to put that little break in between bashing on Haru. But let's get back to it. Trying to build a connection between Haru and Raku was terrible. He already has three girls surrounding him that I don't care about, why add another? Especially when it's his first love's younger sister. She jumps to conclusions and goes off rumors instead of what she sees. It's like I've mentioned before, if someone's good to me, I don't care what others say about them. Raku has done nothing but help Haru and be polite to her, yet she switches up on him from ridiculous rumors that she heard. Plus, he is your sister's friend and has gotten approval from your mother, so why don't you ask them about him instead of rumors you heard out on the street? I just really hated her character. Haru at least brings another instance of creepy dudes randomly trying to pick up girls in the streets. So that's another instance of that in the books. The only other good moment she was involved in is when Chidage loves her for saying how much better she was than Raku. I knew Chidage was going to appreciate that. Haru also makes remarks about Onadera's weight, making her feel self conscious and going on a crash diet, just making her even more trash, in my opinion. Then we have an actual, welcomed new addition to this season Paula. She is a jaded assassin after Sugumi, who took her number one spot. Paula, wanting revenge, is angered to find Sugumi has been living a peaceful, non action packed life. I loved her introduction fight, the way she dual wielded with one gun being a shoddy and how she pumped it with one hand was awesome, and she's jumping all around, I really enjoyed that. And Raku reminded me of Sakura running to go in between Naruto's Sangon and Sasuke's Chidori, like there was no Kakashi there to save him, so Tsugumi just booted him in the face instead. Like Raku was a moron, hey let me run into this gunfire. I love Paula's character design, her long red scarf and white coat that hides all her arsenal of weapons, and her utility belt, it just looks so cool. Paula is smart reading the room, finding Sugimi's weakness, and attempting to kiss Raku before her. Paula also punks off Haru telling her that she will not even bother remembering her name, so I loved her for that. Paula's disdain for Haru gave me a deep bond to her, we both hate trash characters, and I'm so happy Raku was the one to include Paula in the pool activities and not Haru. As for some standout moments of this season that I just really did not enjoy, perhaps I'm not into Magical Girl stories, I really hated it into Love Rue as well, but the half episode where they did an entire fantasy thing was lame. I didn't like it on my first viewing and I pretty much skipped through it during my brush up watch for this review. With only 12 episodes, I felt this season wasted a large portion of time that could have been better spent on creating a cohesive season narrative, instead of having all these random half episode adventures that meant nothing. I mean we had an entire episode dedicated to Raku's buddy coming to terms with being in love with his teacher. Not once in the past 30 episodes that I can remember did the show even hint he had an interest in her. So why make that an episode dedicated to an unrequited love story between two side characters that had absolutely no build up and no payoff? Now let's get into some nitpicks. If Cheetoke's key snapped off in the lock in Season 1, how is it completely intact around her neck in Season 2? At no point did they mention the key being fixed. When Paula attempts her first kiss on Raku, Sugumi interrupts it with gunfire, we first see it's her regular .38 but then it cuts back and the gun switches to a pistol. Pretty funny error if you ask me. Miss Hana says Raku's locket came out of Chidage's coloring book. Now I understand they're loaded but what coloring book comes with that high quality of a pendant? Raku comments green ties represent being a first year student and that he is a second year so in the last season, why did those girls not have green ties? When Haru's skirt goes flying up and there's cherry blossom petals and wind blowing through the hallway with no open windows, how did that happen? For a pendant that means so much to Raku, he sure does lose it, like a lot. Onadere after she thinks she failed the high school entrance exam, we see her sitting on a park bench covered in snow while wearing a skirt. Like, I don't think so, you would have froze to death. I could be completely off the mark on this next point, I only thought about it during the final episode and did not care enough to go back and check every episode. Is Claude even in this season? I don't remember him if he was, season 1 he was always spying or causing trouble, so to not have him in this season would be weird if he wasn't. In season 1 I figured it was because she just came to school, but why is Mari's uniform still different than everyone else's? Now we get to quote of the series. It goes to Gay's mother Hana. Two months and 15 days ago, I asked you to do something for me, didn't I? This lady is booked for the next decade, but like every other woman, has time to remember each little thing her man messed up on with the exact dates to throw it back in his face. Now we get to Best Girl Waifu and Harem. Best Girl was actually very difficult to choose for this season as I felt both Onodera and Shiduge barely had any memorable or fun moments this season. Paula was great, but we only saw her for like an episode and a half. I am giving Best Girl to Miss Hana. Her arc was by far the best in the season, she was a smoke show, and had a badass personality. I would not give her the status of waifu, but she is most definitely welcome in my harem. Alright, now we get into final thoughts. I was extremely happy Nizakoi Season 2 was only 12 episodes. I don't think I would have been able to handle 20 episodes of this type of content. I feel this season did not live up to season 1 in the slightest, the majority of the new mini-stories were uninteresting, and realistically, just throwaways. I guess I would have to recommend you watch this season just to finish off the series, but if you weren't completely sold on season 1, this season isn't going to bring you on board, so you might as well skip it. Alright, that's going to be it for this week's review, hope to catch you in the next one. Bye.